You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome on in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast. I am Chris Thomas joined by the head Ancho, Mike Conti, and Mike. Some very interesting news hit the Atlanta airwaves this week as we learned that our 2021 World Series champion Atlanta Braves will have a new voice this coming season as Mr. Carey of the illustrious Carey family will be moving on to uh, I was about to say greener pastures, but I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. Everything's great here in Atlanta. Two different pastures, shall we say? Um, he will be taking the job with the St. Louis Cardinals as they had a vacancy in their play-by-play voice as well. Uh, quick synopsis for those who don't know: the Carey family was a uh, long time in St. Louis before you. A lot of people associate Harry with the Cubs, but he was with the Cardinals. Uh, before that, and the the family and the entire city has a long history with that family. So, Mike, your initial thoughts, and then uh, what can we expect? You think from a new voice for the Braves? Yeah, I mean, I it, you, first of all, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, everyone associates Harry Carey with the Cubs. He only spent like a really small portion of his career with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Spent a long time as the Cardinals announcer was briefly the White Sox announcer, and then went to the Cubs. Skip Carey, who's Chip's father, also worked in St. Louis and came to Atlanta with the Hawks. Uh, He came with the St. Louis Hawks to Atlanta. Mm. So uh, the Carey family has long and deep ties to St. Louis, and uh, I think it's really cool that Chip gets a chance to, um, I guess, kind of go home uh, if he considers it to be home. and it, it, you know, you mentioned it's not necessarily greener pastures. Uh, I, I think the Cardinals regional broadcast is one of the highest rated regional broadcasts in baseball. I mean, they just have a tremendous following. So it's great for Chip. Um, I, I don't know what the, what the, um, the Braves will do next. Um, I don't even know if it's the Braves' decision or if it's Bally Sports' decision, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure the Braves are going to have input. Uh, but I, I don't know who makes that call. If it's the Braves or Bally Sports, as I understood it, I thought Chip was actually a Bally employee. Mm. Um, so I would assume that means Bally will will make the final decision. I mean, usually the way this goes, especially when it's so close to the season. Um, first of all, Bally and the Braves have probably known about this a lot longer than we have. Right. Uh, they they've probably been thinking about this for for longer than we would realize. Um, this close to the season, my guess is Bally will probably look at who's in their 
their I don't know their bullpen, their, their bullpen, their universe, uh, and they'll they'll probably make the best possible choice they can make from there. So you know, I don't want to I don't want to speculate um, you know too much on what they're going to do because I just really don't know. Uh, I I'm not very well connected over there. Uh, I don't really know what they have in the pipeline. Like, I don't know if they have an announcer with Gwinnett or Mississippi or, or something like that that they'd be looking to promote. Uh, but this close to the season, when teams kind of have their broadcast crews locked in, they're not going to have a lot of time to bring in a bunch of people and make a decision. Mike Bell had an interesting idea that he proposed on the air yesterday. Um, what are your thoughts on a sort of – play-by-play list broadcast with maybe a Paul Bo- Paul Bird, a Brian Jordan, and Frenchie in there uh, sort of making it conversational as opposed to play-by-play. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Uh, okay. I, you have no one to direct traffic at that point. Uh, and it could just be a free-for-all with everyone talking, uh, especially some of the names that you've mentioned there. I just I, I think it would be just nonstop prattle. Like you, you need to have a play-by-play announcer who's kind of directing the traffic flow and uh, doing collision avoidance. Um, so I, I do not like that idea at all. And it's been experimented about, um, you know, occasionally in other parts of the league. And I think it's been kind of universally panned when it's been tried. I it, now, granted, I'm biased because I am a play-by-play announcer. Right. But um, I think the play-by-play announcer is really, really important. Really, really important in contextualizing what's happening, but also keeping the broadcast moving. Now, uh, another topic in play in the world of play-by-play has been uh, the efforts of the likes of Greg Olson and Tony Romo, stock a little stock up, stock down, so to speak, where people are panning Tony Romo because they feel like he's gone off the rails a little bit. He's a little too goofy now. Uh, the sort of magician prediction that he was doing is worn off, whereas Greg Olson has given you more of a straight broadcast and. He seems to be more connected to the game. Now, my question off of that to you is, as a viewer and as someone who does play-by-play, does the announcer uh, sort of guide your viewing experience at all as a fan? Or is it something that no matter what, you're watching the game and it's just there for you to follow along with? For me, I think a good announcer can enhance the experience, and I think a bad announcer can ruin the experience. But I'm not going to turn off a game because a particular person is announcing unless I had a very, very, very casual interest in that game. Um, You know, I'll I'll give you an example from my post-college years. I mean, Penn State, after I graduated college in 2003 and 2004, they were just absolutely dreadful as a football program. And they went, I think, what? three and nine and then four and eight in back-to-back years. I mean, they were just terrible. And they were getting like the the G and H and I crews from either ESPN <laughs> or uh, the Big Ten was syndicated over the air at that time by something called Creative Sports. Uh, like it, it, they were just getting the, the bottom crews. Um, it didn't stop me from watching – a Penn State game because I really, really cared about it. But man, it it did kind of ruin the viewing experience, you right. know. But again, 
I'm watching it in a different way. I'm a play-by-play announcer. So when I hear play-by-play announcers making like when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply accuracy mistakes or uh, you know not fully describing something the way they should out of laziness that that just really grates on me a, a casual listener might not pick up on those things but anyhow it, I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is if a certain person's assigned to a game I'm I'm not going to make my listening decision based on that person's calling a game but I can tell you that it absolutely enhances or takes away you know I look forward to like again, kind of speaking of Penn State I look forward to Gus Johnson doing a Penn State game because he makes the game fun he he enhances it he makes the game fun Gus Johnson's partner in the booth I don't think adds a whole lot but he doesn't necessarily take away from my enjoyment you know but Gus makes the game fun you know if it's an example of you know some very very milk toast you know, um, not very creative, not very enjoyable announcer. Um, I'm still going to watch, but it's it's just not going to be the same. Does the name Sergio Dip ring a bell to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I saw that clip floating around the other day. I did, too. I was trying to remember what the reason was. Like, that, that, that kind of popped back up this week. Sergio Dip was a ESPN Deportes announcer that ESPN decided to put on the sideline of a Monday night doubleheader game because I don't know they 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 were trying to promote something with him or something like that and uh, uh, his his reporting was less than um, remarkable I guess you could say but it was remarkable in a way that it was so cringeworthy yeah um, I think the game might have been in Mexico. I think that might maybe, have been, I yeah. think that might have been why they that were might doing have been it. Why. Yeah, that, I think you might be right on that. Yeah, his uh, his infamous uh, sideline report will live in history of broadcast television. What was he talking? A coach was having the time of his life. Yeah, something? he just couldn't get couldn't get the words out. Is right. the is the polite way of putting it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, every everybody doctors have bad days, just yep. as broadcasters have bad days. 